Want to create a breakthrough gene therapy or life-saving vaccine? Pioneer aerospace excellence? Take your hospitality tech brand international? Montgomery County, Maryland is where you can do all that and more. Use our ideal location next to D.C. Diverse world-class talent and our vast business resources to be the next company to make your mark and transform the world. Visit bnext.thinkmoco.com. That's bnext.thinkmoco.com to learn how we can help you create something remarkable. Imagine your wedding day on white marble floors beneath crystal chandeliers and exquisite ceiling drapery. Nestled on Long Bay Point Marina in Virginia Beach, the Gala 417 is a modern and luxurious waterfront wedding venue with all-inclusive packages, award-winning catering packages, and a dedicated team of gala girls to assist you every step of the way. The Gala is the perfect place to say, I do. Your dream wedding is just a click away. Learn more at thegala417.com. Hello everybody and welcome back. Thank you very much for joining me. Tonight we go to part two of our Welsh cryptid series. Far more than dragons stop here. As I say, welcome to part two of our Welsh cryptid series. Tonight we will hear of red-eyed creatures, dragons, devil dogs and a strange sect of people known as the Dragon Guardians. Our first report is the tailless black sow of Narbeth. And for centuries, the people of Pembrokeshire have feared of bumping into this huge black beast that is said to have red eyes. The beast, he said, that it seized the souls of passers-by to carry off to the underworld. Now, it's said that if you run into it, there's no escaping its clutches. It was thought to have haunted the banks of the stream near Narbeth just down the road from Bluestone. It terrified local people to such an extent that after dark, no one would cross the bridge that spanned the stream. One brave local, full of a tip-up, after an evening session at the pub, decided to ride his horse full pelt across the bridge in defiance of the local story. Just to be certain of not seeing the beast, he kept his eyes closed and his head down as he galloped towards the crossing. Unfortunately, the horse missed the bridge completely and fell into the river, throwing the gentleman into the icy waters. When he surfaced, spluttering and gasping, there was a beast on the opposite bank, glaring straight at him. Terrified, he fled on foot back to the safety of the tavern, his screams waking people in every house he passed. It took him many months to recover from the shock. And he never ventured out at night again. Now, a much more recent report than that is the large, dark creature that crossed the path. Now, this happened in Britain Ferry Woods in the 80s. And the gent that wrote in said, I'm in my 50s now. But back then, when I was a lad, it was my 16th birthday. And I was lucky enough to be given an air rifle as a gift. There are two reservoirs where I lived. And that's where I went to try out my new gun. It was around dusk. And there's a high steep bank to my left hand side and a low bank to my right. The banks are heavily forested with lots of old logs and stumps and underbrush, brambles, prickles. The banks would have been a nightmare to struggle through. But luckily, they were clear cut level gravel paths making for easy travel. So I couldn't quite believe it when I heard something crashing through the undergrowth, keeping up with me at ease. It was huge. Well, it sounded huge. It sounded cow-sized, at least. It was smashing things out of the way and moving through that jumble of logs and rotten wood without any problem at all. I felt shadowed. I can even tell that it was going from two legs to four and back to two again. Whatever worked best to keep moving forward. I was getting pretty scared at this point and I couldn't think what could be doing that in there. And to be honest, without thinking, I put pellet in the air rifle. I pointed it in the general direction of that noise and I fired without him thinking about it. Crack. Everything goes silent. Nothing. Not a sound. And then I hear it and it's moving again. It's about 
30 feet in front of me now. I keep going, I can't head back. And whatever was shadowing me would come really close, making a lot of noise, and then it'd pull back. It'd move close and then pull back over and over. And I was really scared. As I got parallel to the old reservoir, it was ahead of me in the brush. And then I saw it. I saw it as it emerged from the undergrowth. It came out onto the road. It crossed briefly. It was really dark and bulky. I couldn't see many details and make out its face. It then dropped onto all fours and was gone in seconds into the brush and scrub. Even seeing it then with my own eyes as it approached and it went past me on the road. I was still disbelieving what had happened. I kept telling myself it wasn't happening. Whatever crossed the road was around eight to nine feet tall. It was very tall, very bulky, but it moved with ease. It had no problem walking on two legs. I don't remember what I did after that. Every time I would think about that night, I'd tell myself it never happened. It was impossible. Back then, if I'd known the word, I would have said Bigfoot. But then you hear so many other cryptids, it could be like a dogman. I cannot be sure 100%. So for now, I'm happy just saying, I saw something huge, dark and upright on two legs that moved with ease down on all fours. And I can't explain. There's another strange beast known as the Dolhoch Black Thing, and that happened in 1982. And it's a strange dark figure that's reported mostly by climbers in the area. And it's described by people who have seen it as a black shape. It's said that it darts along the track. There isn't really much more on that report. Um, So if you know anything about that, if you could get in touch with me, that would be wonderful. Another case is called the Long Calls from the Mountain, and this happened in the Black Mountains in Wales. And I was contacted by a lady who lives there, and she said, I was at my home property in Wales tonight about 5pm when I heard three loud, unusual calls in the Carmarthen Brecon area. I was just at home, and there are woodlands at the back of the house. The calls seemed to be coming from that direction. The house we live in backs onto woodlands, then there are mountains behind that. So there are no buildings or anything in that direction. I can't think of anything or anywhere that those calls would have been coming from. I jumped up as soon as I heard them. But by the time I had, and I'd got outside, the dogs everywhere in town were going crazy and they drowned out the noise. After a minute, everything went quiet. So I went back inside. Then... About 20 minutes later, there was one long, loud sound again. And there may have been more, but the dog started to go crazy and it all set off again. I am used to the usual noises around here. I've been here a long time and I can't think where the noises were coming from or what animal it could be. It certainly set the dogs off, howling and wailing. One of the most recent sightings of the puma-like cat happened in hospital grounds in 2020 and I think maybe that was the call that the lady was hearing not the exact call but the creature making it could have been one of the large wild cats that are out there now as I say there was a creature was seen walking near the Prince Charles Hospital in Merthyr Tidville and it was a second sighting of a large animal it left huge paw prints and they were found 30 miles apart in Newport. And luckily, one of the ladies took some photographs of them. NHS worker Deborah Winter had earlier raised the alarm to colleagues after seeing the Mirtha monster, as they're calling it. She managed to snap the dog-sized cat on her mobile phone from the hospital window. And Deborah said, my colleague and I were looking out of the window and we noticed a large black cat. And it was moving slowly, a newly constructed path to the helipad. It looked about the size of a dog, but it moved like a predatory cat. It caught our attention immediately, and we watched it until it went out of our sight. We knew it wasn't a normal cat, so I mentioned it to our colleagues, and as far as I'm aware, there'd been no other sightings. Meanwhile, 30 miles away in Newport, South Wales, one of two Jodie Hunt found huge paw prints in the mud after spotting a mystery beast walking in a field. 
Jodie had earlier seen a large animal looking at her and her daughters while out on a walk. She said, the previous day my daughters and I had seen a big animal. I'm not sure what it was, but we saw it while walking and it was staring at us from under the tree. And the animal was far away in the distance, but I could tell that it was big. I went walking in the same field a day later and I found these paw prints that you're seeing now. There's another report from the Black Mountains of a strange creature. And this, the witness said, I saw something when I was younger that I can't explain. I was about 19 then, and it was me, my girlfriend, and my three best mates, and we went camping in the Black Mountains in Wales. You know, we went to the pub and we had a few drinks and we went back. Myself and my girlfriend had one tent, and my pals had another. And when I was settling down for the night, I found out that I didn't have any cigarettes. So I made up a tale that someone was outside our tent. One of my mates got up to see and I asked him for a cigarette. Wasn't overly pleased about it. We all went back to bed. About an hour or so later, my girlfriend woke me up saying, someone's outside. So thinking it was my pals getting back at me for the earlier cigarette prank, I shouted out, I know it's one of you. But each one answered from their tent, nope, not us. So I grabbed my torch and I left the tent. And it was pitch black outside. And I heard something make a run for it as I left the tent. I scanned the tree line with my torch and the beam went from left to right. It passed a shadow like a human shape. The shape was like a man, but its eyes reflected like that of a cat. But even worse, they were red in colour. What has red eyes? I shone my torch at it and I saw a humanoid figure. It ran through the woods but it was moving on all fours. I screamed and I told my mates and my girlfriend, but they thought I was messing about. I still have the image in my mind from that night, and I know it was a werewolf. When my torch first hit the creature, it was on two legs, but then, when my torch went back to it, it was on all fours, running away through the trees. Now, there is the old legend of the old rogue Ogan, or the red-eyed one. This creature is said to appear like a man, but he can transform into a dog, like being with red eyes. The ogre is said to run on two legs and four, and he will take women and children from the path. Luckily, for our next witness, the creature he saw was much easier to name. Although the British government will lead you to believe otherwise, there are thousands of puma reports And those reports go to the police and the authorities every year in the UK. In October of 2020, a man from Leeds saw what he described as a puma watching him in the Welsh mountains. Jack Smith encountered the four-foot-long wild cat while trekking in the snow dome. Searching for the perfect gift idea for that hard-to-buy person on your list? The Allbirds Wool Runner is a natural fit. The Wool Runner is super cozy, super comfy, and super giftable. It's made with ZQ-certified merino wool, a naturally cozy material that offers next-level comfort and a lower environmental impact. The cushioned midsole and versatile design offer all-day comfort in a classic style you can wear every day, even in a winter wonderland. And its fully machine-washable construction makes it easy to keep your shoes looking like new. Allbirds shows off the Wool Runner's carbon footprint right on the shoe so you can see the difference for yourself. On top of that, they actually offset that carbon footprint to zero, making the Wool Runner completely carbon neutral, so you can stay cozy and tread lighter on the planet. This holiday season, give tidings for comfort and coziness with the Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair at Allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Leftovers. Or the DMV, or house cleaning, or 
Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Near mountains, Jack told how he was frozen to the spot when he realized a puma was watching him. Jack's noticed the cat, which measured around four feet in length. He noticed that the cat was following his movements. He said he was enjoying his sunrise trek, so he's out very early in the morning, and he'd stop to have a drink and take off his jumper to cool off, when he noticed something watching him about 50 metres away. Jack said he was at Cribgoch. He said, I was about to set off again, and I saw its feet. I rotated my head torch so the light would spread over a wider area. I saw two yellow dots and the light reflected off its eyes. Now I knew it was not a marker as it moved its head and I could then make out its silhouette. It was three and a half feet tall, about four feet long, and the legs were about three to four inches thick. Jack soon realised the cat was watching him. He said, I just froze. It was pitch black. I was on my own and I felt vulnerable. If I'm honest, I was really scared. I started very slowly trekking backwards. I did not take my eyes off the animal. I was only 45 yards away from it at first. And when I'd stepped back from it and under 100 yards, it was still watching me. I got so far back and then, to be honest, I turned and ran back to the car. After a minute, I got my laptop out and I searched what I thought it could be. I'm pretty sure it was a puma. He said he didn't take a picture. It didn't even enter his head. He said, for anyone who asked why I didn't take the picture, then I'd like to see how they would have reacted if they were in my shoes. I was concentrating on moving slowly and doing as little in the way of movements as possible. I would say that I was a sceptic before this and I'll never believe it till you see it for yourself but there's no doubt in my mind what I saw. Now, a farmer believes the creature that killed ten of his sheep was also a puma. He said, He found his sheep with distinctive puncture wounds to their necks on his land close to Gwynedd, and the mystery creature has returned to claim its prey many times. Not wanting to reveal a location for fear of people going there with guns and dogs, the farmer said, Since I took my sheep to the ground in July, I've had about 10 sheep killed. They've all been killed with a single bite to the back of the neck. He went on. I went there on Sunday and I found three Welsh black sheep, which are pretty quick and lively. They'd been driven into a corner and the three had been killed with a single bite. I've been on farms all my life and I've seen dog attacks and it's not a dog. I've seen badger attacks that have taken baby lambs. I've not seen anything like this before. It kills them and eats half of it. If I find the carcass and don't move it, this beast will go back a second or even a third time to eat a portion of it. I haven't seen it myself, but one of my neighbours back in August was walking up the road and he saw a big cat, about three times the size of a domestic cat. That was light brown in colour and it was jumping over the wall. The farmer said, it could stay hidden. There's a lot of woodland, a lot of grass and fern. You could walk past it and you wouldn't know it was there. He then added, one of his neighbours had a large truck ram killed. Now the carcass was left on the land and was gone by the next day. He added that he hoped the big cat investigators would visit the land and set up camera trap. A spokesperson for Puma Watch North Wales says there's been a number of incidents in that part of the country. The spokesman said, we're really sorry to hear that sheep have been taken from the area. The animal sighted and the nature of killing sound exactly like those reported around Nantmore back in 2015, when multiple farmers reported losing sheep and one resident reported seeing a mother puma with two cubs in a paddock. The latest sightings are in a particularly remote area in an isolated valley with plenty of woodland and easy access to some of Snowdonia's most untouched uplands. Unfortunately, there was no official response or investigation into this series of killings in 2015, so there's little livestock owners can do, but trying to make the fields as secure as possible and hope this is at least some deterrent. Now, 
I get lots and lots of cat reports, as you know, and I'm starting to notice a pattern. In the last five years, cats have come much closer and closer to humans. I think they've bred in huge populations and cats like large areas. And I think there's competition now for food. More and more farmers are reporting cat attacks. Animals that are killed with one bite to the sternum, which is really strange. Um, some of the reports I've taken, and even up here in the northwest, some of the kills are absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, why the government insists that there are no large cats in the UK is absolutely beyond me. I do know of three DNA um, samples that came back as positive for leopard and puma. Um, and those are studies done by the government. So they've got that and they still refuse to admit that these cats are here. Now, this next report is not a cat report, but I think you'll enjoy it just as much. A strange little man dressed in green that came running from the hedge. Now, this report came into me through a YouTube listener and we've chatted back and forth over the years and he's a lovely gentleman and he kindly allowed me to share this with you. Now, this account is in his own words and you'll see he would really like to know if anyone else has ever witnessed a similar type of figure. He said, I'd like to report a strange experience that happened some time ago now. I've never forgotten this incident and I'm happy for you to share it, Deb. I was with a few friends many years ago and we were driving round North Wales. It was about 5am and we were driving on the country lanes and right in front of us, a small man who stood about three feet tall appeared out to step out of the bush at the side of the road he was not naked or hairy or anything like that. In fact, he was wearing all green, wearing a green hat on his head. And in his hand, he was carrying a small golden harp. He just appeared at the side of the road, out of the dense bushes that surrounded an open field. As we drove past, he slowed down to check him out. We just casually crossed the road as we drove by. And then he disappeared into the bushes on the other side. I still wonder, to this day, if we witnessed an actual no. If I had to describe him, I would say he was basically wearing like a Robin Hood type of suit or something Peter Pan would wear with a pointed hat. The hat was small, like it was made exactly for him. Now, I only saw him for about 30 seconds tops, and we all saw him. I mean, it could have been a really small person out at 5am in the middle of nowhere in a hedge, waiting for his heart practice. But any normal explanation seems just as far-fetched as the crazy explanation. He was a little man, dressed in green, who stepped out of a hedge, crossed the road, disappeared into another hedge, all the while carrying his harp. Now, driving the country lanes at night is becoming a dangerous practice here in the UK. We used to dread the roads because of highwaymen and outlaw serfs, but now... It's a place we drive into strange creatures that cross the road, little men who scurry and invisible predator-like beings. Our next case is very strange. I used to go for a few quiet spots in the car, sometimes socially with a mate, and we'd, you know, sit and have a smoke, just have a catch-up and a chat. My main spot I've been going to for about 10 years. I never had any issues until this one time and I stupidly said to my friend, I'm going to go and pull in those woods, which is signed as a natural burial ground. I let the windows down, see if we can stir something up. I don't know why I even said that. I was just messing about, I guess. I'd never been in this natural burial ground before. It was quite dense woodland. As I drove in, there was no sign of anyone. There were no other cars, no houses for at least a mile or two. I've stopped, the engine's off and the lights are off. My mate started to make a cigarette pretty much straight away. But in 30 seconds, I hear whispering outside the car. The speech was quiet, but with both windows down, it was loud enough that you could hear it. It seemed that there were at least three or four sources of whispering. It sounded like it was foreign. It was weird. But the strange thing was... The whispering sort of swirled around the car. One voice would mumble something in a whisper and then another next to it would answer. Then another voice on the opposite side of the car would say their part. 
I'm not exactly sure if it was three or four voices, or maybe more. So we're grown men now, never really got scared either. Just as I was about to ask my mate if he was hearing this, I can already see him looking kind of spooked, and he's looking outside his window. I asked, can you hear that talking? And he said, yeah, go. So I started the car, turned on the lights, the windows are up, and I pressed the central locking button to close all the doors. So quickly that I sort of did everything in one action. I drove out quickly, but safely down to the next turn, which was about a mile down the road. I drove to a spot I'm used to, which is down the lane, and as usual, I turned the car around so it was facing outwards. I was backed up into the dead end, which is at the end of a farmer's driveway. On my side is a hedge which surrounds a field, which goes up to another field, which connects to that burial place we'd just been to. There's a thick hedge, probably nine or ten feet high, and behind that is a wood line of trees with a walking path which takes you to a dead end. A car lights could be seen far down that path, and when I looked, I could see people milling around. In the ten years I've been coming here, I've never seen anyone in the day never been bothered or moved on or anything like that. So we're watching these figures and we're talking about the chattering we'd heard in the burial ground. I turned off my lights and I looked in the rearview mirror and I thought I saw something dart across the wind. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. I just put it down to my eyes adjusting to the lights. And my friend starts looking spooked again. He's talking to me, but he keeps looking past me, kind of behind me out of the window. And as he's talking, I had a really strong sense of fear come over me that I can only compare to sleep paralysis. Anyone who's had it knows the fear. For about 30 seconds, I'm just frozen, stuck. It was a really strange moment. Then the car door handle on my side is yanked up really hard. People don't flap handles like that. It sounded like it nearly pulled the whole handle off. Thank God I had activated the central locking. I put the windows up, I turned the car and we just spun off. I said, sorry, I'm really sorry, but please tell me you heard my door handle get pulled. And he said, yeah, he did. And he just wanted to go home. On the way home, he said he saw the window behind me get shadowed out. But it wasn't a figure of a person. So he never said anything to me. All he said is that the whole window kind of shadowed. We were spun out badly, two fully grown men full of fear. And we put it down to people, as some kind of paranormal event from the burial grounds. I've heard some really similar chatter, sounds online, but obviously none of these had the swirly effect we heard. She is just one voice babbling. This was many. It wasn't English, because if it was, we would have understood it. Our next report is from somebody who was just out walking. I think something's watching me. And this happened on the 6th of August 2017. And it was in the Dennis Powys area. I'd like to report something that happened whilst I was out walking today. I was exploring a new bit of woodland by myself. When I stumbled upon a strange stick structure. So I started to take photos of it. And as always happens in this situation, my phone dies on 40%. At this point, I'm looking at this strange structure closely and I spotted a grey hair. I carried on and I start to get the feeling of being watched and it feels as if something's not too far off in the woods is watching me. I can sense it, but I can't see anything anywhere. 
Then I hear what possibly could have been chattering and the tapping of rocks. I turn around and I see something watching me and it moves away off into the bushes and it's hidden in the ground cover. It was hiding behind those bushes and I thought he looked around the size of a large dog. It was bigger than a fox and in colour it was kind of a brownie orange and it was moving on all fours. I'm unsure why. Whatever it was, was in the brush three feet away. I'm so spooked at this point, I back up and I start to make my way out and go back home. I then stumbled on an amazing find. I found some sticks somehow merged into each other, making archways with lots of other weird stick structures. I honestly don't know how anyone would do that. It was just all weird. It felt strange. And I was gripping my small knife at one point, telling myself out loud that I can see them, you know, in the hopes that it was a person. And they'd suddenly jump out and the joke would be over. But that never happened. So I made for home as quick as I could. I'm still puzzled as to what that animal was. I mean, again, we hear the similar behaviour we associate with some cryptid, you know, the watching from within the trees, the shadowing through the brush and the undergrowth, this quiet stealth as they move along using two legs or four, whatever works best to keep pace with you and often to get out in front of you. This next report comes from a bushcrafter who was in Hensel Forest and it's a night of stalking and shadowing. He said, Hello Deborah, I wanted to get in touch as something happened whilst I was out bushcrafting in Hensel Forest. There have been recent reports in the surrounding area of big dog attacks and local livestock, leaving many farmers worried. It's an area I like to camp out in. Forest is dense and thick with spruce. So I set up camp with the aim of making myself some lunch and relaxing. It was about an hour in and I was having a good time by the fire. I was doing some carving and making some food. And suddenly the mood changed and I felt like I was being watched. I couldn't shake the feeling. I looked up to see a shadow move from tree to tree. I thought it was my friend who was walking in, playing tricks on me. But alas, as it turns out, it was not. I kept watch and nothing happened and my friend didn't walk in. But that feeling didn't shift. It still felt like someone was in the trees and they'd pop out any minute and shout, people. I kept waiting and nothing happened. Then, in the opposite direction of the first shadow, about ten minutes after, another shadow darted across the woodland. This movement was in the trees, so I couldn't make them out clearly. I was convinced it was my friend who should be walking into camp at any moment. I kept waiting for him to finally come out of the trees, laughing. Or, you know, I'd at least hear his whistle or him tramping in. But it didn't happen. In the end, it just wore off. And I got on with making the camp, and I just tried to forget about it. But I then felt watched again. I wasn't looking into the trees at this point, and my head was down blowing into the fire. I just could not shake the feeling I was being watched from within the trees. I'm used to animal noises and fleeting quick glimpses. Animals move swiftly in nature and it's rare they'll cause enough noise or put themselves too close to humans if they can help it. When my friend came to meet me, he'd been following the path which had been marked with tape weeks earlier. He told me that as he passed the four trees in the red tape zone, all of a sudden the atmosphere changed. And he started to feel as if he was being stalked. He described a similar feeling that I was feeling at camp. At knowing you're being watched, but not knowing who or where the feeling is coming from. By this point, he had to locate the next tree, which in dense pine forest is very difficult. And he began to walk faster towards the camp. He described the immediate feeling of danger. And he said that the branches were snapping as if someone or something was making a run at him. He sped up and began to sprint towards the camp. The whole time he was hoping it was me playing tricks on him, but I was at camp hoping he was playing tricks on me. We didn't speak about it until we got home, and we were both a bit shaken up, knowing it wasn't each other. He explained after he'd made it into camp, and I didn't say anything, he just decided to stay quiet, so as not to freak me out. I must add that we both felt safest beside the fire. 
That must have been hard, being at camp and not knowing what watches you. But at least they were just at camp. What happens if you live in a remote place like that? The Black Cat of Bargos Taff. And this happened in 2009. And the witness says, I live in the Welsh mountains and there's been lots of talk about a creature roaming around here close to my home for a few months now. People are talking about it and asking each other and wondering what it was. At that point, it was just local gossip in the shop. They haven't even seen it myself. But that would change. Only didn't know that at the time. One evening, as it was getting dark, I was at home and I heard something in the garden. It was a noise I couldn't identify. So I went over to the window to see what had made the noise. I had to look twice. Because to my surprise, there in the garden was a really large black cat. And it was just there staring at me. It wasn't a domestic cat or somebody's pet, I need to explain that. It was far too big and bulky. At that point, I remembered the back door was open and at first I didn't want to move. But thinking about safety and realising that it could come into the house if it really wanted to, although it made no move to do that, I went to close the door as quickly as I could. I ran back and checked the window and it was gone. I don't know if it was me being calm or the stance of the cat, but I didn't feel threatened by it at all. The area we lived was at the bottom of the mountain. There was a stream and a river and a few houses down from us. All the gardens have very low walls at the back. So I just assumed it had come by the stream from the mountain and it was just looking around. The cat was pretty big, much bigger than a domestic cat or a fox. It was all black in colour. We have a Doberman at home and it was bigger than her. Now our next report came in in 2008 and this is the Tredegar Bigfoot. Now the witness was named Gwyn Weeks and he was said to be 63 of Page Street. Now many researchers, myself included, have tried to contact this witness because he's supposed to have video of what he saw. As it was reported to the police, I did try with Tredegar, uh, I think I'm not sure if it's Tredegar or Tredegar, I contacted their police department three times. I just never got an answer back to an email. But this is what was said. Gwyn was embarking on one of his regular trips to walk his dog around the lake at St James's Park when he spotted something strange lurking in the woods. Mr Weeks said he could see something moving through the trees on the other side of the lake. Now, retired steelworker Mr Weeks said, It sent a shiver up my spine. My dog started barking and he could have knocked me down with a feather. At first, I thought it might be one of those panthers you hear about, but it was more like a bear. In fact, it was quite ape-like. It could have been one of those yetis. He said, I was out of my wits with fear. I jumped back in my car and I was out of there in a flash. Some people have shown the film too, reckon it's a wind-up. But at the end of the day, I know what I saw. Now, I must add... The, a couple of months later, there was an interview with a student who claimed to be in a Bigfoot suit, and that was the video footage that was taken. Now, until we see the video footage, we'll never know. But maybe it's out there. Maybe you know uh, Mr... What was his name? Mr Weeks. Mr Gwyn Weeks. Of Page Street, And if you do, please get in touch. Now we go to Govlin Wharf um, and mud balls and structures. Hi Deb, I found your site after talking to a friend and telling him about some things I've witnessed whilst out walking the dog in the countryside where I live. I like to take my dogs to secluded areas out of the way and tracks and trails where they can roam, not just your normal dog walking route. Once you get out into the woods and leave the past behind, it's natural and bland for miles around. We were out this day and while we were walking along, me and my girlfriend had a few stones landing by us. One stone after another would come whizzing out of the trees and land nearby. I really don't know how to explain that. There was no one around. We checked. We couldn't see anybody. We didn't see anyone in the way in. We didn't see anyone on the way out. But this stone throwing kept happening. And then, a little later, a ball of mud the size of a football came crashing through the top of the trees past us. It landed with a thud close to us, so we just decided to head off. We just walked out as quickly as we could. We didn't see anyone behind us or anyone else. 
the dog acting strange. Aberdeer, September 2016. Now, this came into Beast Watch UK and it was passed over to me by Liam Dorricott. And it said, I had a bit of a strange um, experience this morning whilst out training the pup. We went to a new place today, high up in the mountain. It's a thick conifer plantation. There's a lot of heathland. Lots of white grass, reeds, sedges, you know, ideal ground for training. I parked up and I walked the short distance up the forestry track. A few simple retrieves into the woods, etc. And everything was going fine. We're out on the heathland and there's a lovely training session. But then it all went funny. I sent my pup Teal out for a nice mark retrieve. She picked that up no problem at all. And then on her way back to me, she just stopped dead in her tracks. She spat the dummy out and started staring and growling into the woods just behind me. Now, anybody who knows Teal will know her only downfall is her obsession with retrieving. Nothing else matters until that dummy is in my hand. So for her to stop and actually spit it out, I knew something wasn't right. After a while and a little encouragement, I got Teal to come. So we moved to another area to do a bit of training. She just wasn't having none of it. And it just seemed, she seemed really unsettled. So I decided to call it a day. On the way back to the car through the forestry track, I decided to give her another simple dummy on the inside of the woods just to try and end on a high note. But she was not interested at all. She would go out and stop just to start at the tree line and she'd stand there pacing, looking into the woods. But she wouldn't go any further. So I ended up picking it up myself. Our next report takes us back into the history of Wales and it's the Wolfman of Merioneth. Miss St Dennis, an amateur artist who was staying at a Merioneth farm, was staying close to the village and there was a small railway station several disused slate quarries and on one occasion she was painting when she noticed the figure of a man sitting on one of the nearby railway tracks he was staring at her intently she felt surprised at this as the station was hardly used indeed this was the first time she'd seen another soul there in the evening apart from the station master who'd already left for home she began to feel uneasy as the man continued to stare at her and she deliberately coughed, but he didn't react. A second cough also failed to bring any action or response. She then called out, Could you tell me the time, please? But the figure did not respond. The account takes an even more sinister turn then. Miss Dents decided to pack her things up and made her way out of the station. Glancing back, she was horrified to see that the man was now following her. She quickened her pace and started to whistle in order to appear unconcerned. It was now twilight and the path had taken her to a remote spot surrounded by cliffs and disused quarries. Realising that a cry for help would go unheard, she decided to confront her stalker. She spun around and she shouted, What do you want? How dare you? He didn't respond, and as he drew nearer, she was now able to see him clearly. In the sunlight, he was, after all, not a man. The thing appeared to be covered in grey hair, and although human in form, he had a wolf's head. This wolfman sprang forward with a look of ferocity on his face. The terrified woman quickly grabbed a torch from her pocket and shone it at the beast. The thing shrank back its paws trying to hide the light from its face. It then faded away, leaving her alone in the darkness. The shaken but unhurt Miss Dennis asked locals for an explanation. The only thing they could offer was a strange story about a collection of bones, some human, some animal, that had been discovered in a slate quarry near to where the apparition had vanished and that nearby residents shunned the area after dark as it had a bad reputation. Now, as I said earlier, Wales has a long history of werewolves and dragons. The tales stretch far back in time. These beings are entwined in Welsh history and culture. And there are some strange hidden texts that speak of the dragon folk, a secret race of people who still live, even in modern times, amongst dragons. The Stamp Lover, a tale of Welsh dragons. 
Now, a very strange article, The Red Dragon Stamps, by C.H.R. Andrews, appeared in a journal called The Stamp Lover back in 1928. Apparently, collectors had been mystified over the previous months by the appearance of certain small denomination British stamps that had been overprinted with a red dragon. Some 20 letters and postcards are known to exist, all having pairs of stamps. The right stamp was correct, and the left one had the red dragon overprint. Invariably, both were cancelled, although only the normal one could pay postage. At the time of writing, none had been reported. The first of these stamps were reported shortly after the disappearance of Mr Reese Evans. He was a 71-year-old, well-known Welsh book collector and an expert. Mr Evans left his home in Sketty, Swansea on the afternoon of the 4th of April 1928 to show his friend, Professor Jenkins of the University College, a very old Welsh book of stories and legends, which he carried in a waterproof wrapper. This book included an account of a secret sect or clan responsible for the guardianship of five sacred dragons and a crude code which Evans hoped his friend could decipher. Now, Evans never reached the cottage, which was a short walk away. Two days later, his wife received a letter from Cardiff bearing a pair of penny apely stamps, one of which had the red dragon overprint. The message in Welsh told him not to worry, as her husband was quite well. And it bore what was undoubtedly, she said, his signature. The note ended with the words, Natives of the Red Dragon. Various people subsequently received letters from the group, all bearing dragon stamps and all referring to old Welsh articles. The postmarks were from Cardiff, Cardigan, Wrexham and various towns on the sites of old Roman camps. Mr Evans turned up five days later. He was sitting by a lake in Brimmill Park. He was in good health and he would give no explanation to his absence. The ancient book he was carrying was missing and he seemed unconcerned about its loss, which his wife said was quite out of character for him. He stated enigmatically that there were dragons alive in Wales today but he refused to elaborate on that statement. Coincidentally, a report near Radna Forest stated that three children saw a huge beast in the woods and that one, bolder than the rest, attempted to follow it. His way was blocked by two men who escorted him out of the woods and part of the way home. The men were dressed in white and they had red dragons emblazoned on their chests. Now, in the area of Powys, there is another dragon report. In an old 40 magazine, there's an article that relays the tale of a British nationalist and some of his colleagues who were conducting research in an area after being notified by a local person of something strange that was seen earlier in the year in the woodlands. Now, they naturally got a team of men together who were experts in their field and they went to the area to carry out their investigation. As they stood at the edge of some woods by a quarry, they suddenly spied an extraordinary entity, measuring 2.5 feet or so in length. It resembled a serpentine dragon with four short limbs, but its head was shaped like that of a seahorse, and it could also fly. The dragon was undulating and wriggling as it flew and it flew about 10 feet above the surface of the quarry in a wide circle. The men were unable to recall seeing wings, but it had a long tail that terminated in a pair of horizontal whale-like flukes. The dragon was green in colour, and its skin shimmered somewhat, but it also appeared solid. It was not translucent or ethereal in any way. Standing there astonished, they watched it fly, for three to four minutes at a distance of approximately 50 feet before it finally vanished into one of the numerous caves and large crevices pitting the quarry. Now the naturalist had the distinct impression while watching it that this creature was deliberately seeking to keep them at bay. It was warning them off 
from approaching further into its territory. It was neither an optical illusion nor a model, he said, but it was truly alive. Although its appearance was so uncanny that he felt chilled to the core by the encounter. Where Dragons Fly, The Terrors of Farmyards and Colberts. And we started this um, series talking about Welsh dragons and I'd like to end it on that note. Now, folklorist Mary Trevelyan interviewed many elderly people living in the Glamorgan area of Wales in the early 19th century. The people she spoke to recalled stories from their youth of a race of winged serpents that lived in the forest around the castle. The dragons had crested heads and feathery wings and they were brightly coloured and sparkled as if they were covered in jewels. The dragons rested coiled on the ground, but if they felt threatened, they would attack by swooping down on the intruder. These flying beings killed poultry and were described as terrors of the farmyard. Many were shot to protect livestock. What is interesting is that both the accounts talk of the creatures shimmering or sparkling and swooping in on the intruders. Is it possible that some strange flying serpent still exists in Wales, they ask? And that gave rise to the dragon stories. What do you think? Are dragons still living among us, protected by a secret group of people? Have you heard a similar story to this? Or know anyone who's seen a dragon-like creature? If so, I would love for you to get in contact with me. I hope you enjoyed that um, upload. And I will be back next week some more. Good night, everyone. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.